0: Hello, and welcome to Executive Insider. My name is JT O'Donnell, and I'm the founder and CEO of Work It Daily, the number one online career growth club. I'm helping 1 million people grow their careers, and that includes executives just like you. I coach a community of executives inside Work It Daily, where we talk about what it means to be an executive, how we can build our executive networks, and how we can take our executive careers to the next level. So get ready. We're about to share content only an Executive Insider can bring to the table. Hey everyone, it's JT, and welcome back to another episode of Executive Insider, where we tap the best and brightest executives out there for their insights on what's going on in the world today. And I am going to be talking to not one, but two executives today who co-authored a really incredible article for the Work it Daily site. But this was an article that was published a month ago now, right in the middle of COVID-19. And two visionaries that are also part of the Work it Daily family decided to get together and collaborate on the five... Five things that your company needs to be thinking about when it needs to transform itself, because there's not a single company out there that doesn't need to transform itself at this point, so that they can be successful post-COVID-19. Extremely timely article, very insightful, and I feel so lucky that we have both of these wonderful ladies on today. So let me introduce you to Lisa Perry. She's a marketing executive and Andrea Bjorkman, and she is a talent management recruiting and culture expert. Both of these female executives know their stuff, and I found it fascinating that they come from different backgrounds, but realized there was an opportunity to team up and share their expertise in a joint article. So first of all, I don't know who to throw this at first, but which one of you or both of you talk me through how you came up with the idea to collaborate on this concept from your different backgrounds. Well, I guess
1: I'll start, Lisa, since I reached out to you, right? Exactly. I mean, if there's, if there's anything I've learned through my association with UJT and work at Daily and just what's happening in the world and the importance of anything that you do on LinkedIn, it's collaboration is more important than it's ever been before. So I saw, I had seen Lisa's article and her interview with you. I love marketing. I have a marketing background. I believe from an HR perspective, you're always marketing, right? You're marketing your company, you're marketing your employees. You're just constantly marketing. So I thought Lisa would be a perfect person to reach out to. And it was fun. It was somewhat of a struggle. (laughs) Just kind of, you know, when you decide to write an article with a complete stranger, it was interesting, but I liked it. That's fantastic.
2: And the only other thing I would add is that, you know, looking at the future and how we could help companies, we thought this would benefit both of our skill sets in providing value to companies and the transformation that was ahead.
0: Most definitely. And collaborating in the new normal, which is completely virtual. You've never physically met, right? Which is just how we have to do things going forward. So I love that. Okay. So I want to dive right into this and I've got questions for both of you, but Andrea, I'm going to start with you because you hit on five points in this article, employees, leaders, consumers, marketing, and channels, which I thought was fantastic. But I want to hit on employees first. What do you think is the most important thing that a company can do right now to really help transform their business from that employee perspective? Well, there's one thing, but there's also, you know, A, B, C, D and all the behind that number
1: one thing. And that is to listen to your voice. Listen, be open-minded, be transparent, be authentic as a leader, right? All the things we talk about from an executive presence perspective, be willing to be humble and say that you don't have all the answers. Bring them in to help decide how to solve an issue or a problem, get their buy-in, give them the responsibility. But it's always about listening to them. And a word that I'm hearing a lot, about these days is hyper personalization and i look at that from an employee's perspective as well as a customer's perspective every person is different and yes that makes your job a little harder but you need to be able to personalize the conversations you have with your team members and that's all about listening to them and giving them an opportunity to share and question
0: it's interesting you say that because you mentioned share and be part of the solution. I think a lot of executives feel like in times like this, they need to have all the answers or they need to be this rock, you know, that comes up with all the solutions that doesn't put more pressure on their employees. Why is that not the right mindset?
1: Well, because nobody has all the right answers. If there's another thing I've learned throughout this whole thing is no one has the right answers. This is unprecedented. So now is the time to say, I don't have all the answers as a leader and I need your
0: help. And you're going to get their buy-in like you've never gotten before. Isn't that true? The transparency and authentic I mean, they can tell. They know when you're lying. <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> That's so, so true. I think appreciate when you
0: bring them into the fold and ask right. them to help brainstorm and solve Lisa, you're so right. when you're saying to them, "Look, I need you to really step up. I need you to be creative, I need you to be resourceful." Well, you have to include them and basically shows that you trust and believe in them if you're willing to be that open and transparent. Most definitely. Following up on that, and this question's for both of you, but I'll go with Andrea first and have you pass it off to Lisa. You wrote this article over a month ago, and every day the world is changing. So much right. is moving forward. What do you think you would have added or done differently, or maybe not at all, when it comes to the advice in this article?
1: I don't think the advice changes. It's the understanding that, as you just said, we are changing every single day. And darn it, you better get used to it, Mm -hmm. because that's what it's all about. And being flexible. And thinking differently, being creative, taking risks, again, employees know we don't have all the answers, so let's give it a try. Let's try something new and different. And then I think one thing that has drastically changed because of what's happening, especially in our country today, is around diversity, inclusion, equity, belonging. Whatever words you want to use, that has changed drastically Now's the opportunity to take those problems and solve them in a whole new and different way. And we have to, as companies, we have to do it. So that would be a major change that, I don't know about you, Lisa, but I didn't see it coming.
2: Andrea hit it on the nail, right? Being flexible, you have to in this time and aligning with employees and customers and vendors values and interests in order to be able to effectively move forward.
0: Yeah, you really have to be listening to what's going on in the world right now, the narratives and just how much that's changing on a daily basis. You cannot put the blinders on right now whatsoever. But That being said, it can be overwhelming, which is why I loved your articles framework, because the two of you at least said, here's five areas. Let's start there and work through. And that leads into a question for you, Lisa, because when we talk about trends that we're seeing with consumers, particularly, what are companies thinking about or should they be thinking about in terms of shifting their focus to be successful?
2: Yeah, definitely. There's a number of trends, but there are two big ones that are shining through that consumers are concerned about right now health and wellness, huge concern. And then a shift to home-based activities is really shining through as a big one. So the first is, you know, there are three things that companies can really focus in on and highlight to address these two big trends. One, companies have been doing already, but can continue to do moving forward, which is contactless activities, right? They've been delivering And not touching, right, you know, dropping off and then walking away, which has been great. There have been online shopping, there have been curbside pickup, which all of that has been great. Some things that companies can do to better themselves is contactless payment. You know, we all have credit cards on our phone and we can pay that way. And so companies need to get better at that. I've seen restaurants, I don't know if everybody has seen this, but they've done greenhouse, you know, (laughs) cylinders where people can, you know, eat in this greenhouse. You know, it's kind of an extreme, but people are being creative in how we can do contactless engagement. The other is health and wellness, nutrition and supplements and just overall health and wellness in general. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's nutrition supplement companies are just soaring right now. Um, People are really concerned about how to stay healthy amid COVID. Right. We've seen meat companies that have been infected with COVID and the supply chain. So people are shifting to plant based alternatives. Just recently, the announcement of airline companies ensuring that you have to wear a mask. So companies are really shifting to say, how do we keep people safe and looking at wellness overall? right? And then home-based activities, right? Even though the states are opening up, people are still like restaurants are only 25% open, right? And there's still the rise of COVID. So there's still some concern. And there are people out there who don't like to cook. (laughs) So there are solutions out there for home-based meal activities or menus. Streaming is through the roof right now. So, you know, companies have opportunities to say, how can we make home-based activities fun for individuals and families? Huge opportunities for companies out there for health and wellness and home-based activities.
0: Makes total sense. So they really should be thinking about the entire customer journey and where that is. Cause I could feel that as you were going through it, it's almost like every step of the way, where does it occur? So fascinating. Let's stay on the subject of marketing because budgets are out the window. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just throw those P&Ls out and figure out how to stabilize is every business that I've talked to. But to stay in business, you do have to market. And I'm sure the theme is less is more right now. What's your advice? How do companies even just try to build some sort of marketing strategy and budget for the rest of the year?
2: Goes back to what Andrea was talking about earlier, and we were talking about is flexibility, continually reevaluating. Marketers have a huge challenge right now in just terms of forecasting. It's overwhelming the demand on the shelf. You know, nothing was there, and now mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's product on the shelf. How do you forecast that? And so they're constantly reevaluating their plans, mm-hmm. right? Consumers are concerned for their safety, their job, their loved ones. So there's a lot of that uncertainty and brand message and trust is more important than ever before. There's two things I just want to highlight above all that marketers really need to focus in on. And one is building a brand purpose led company or brand overall. And what that is, is just a deep, deep trust and relationship with the brand and the customer. And it's really overall being a champion for the brand. And a number of companies already have done this out there, You've got Starbucks, Patagonia, number of companies. And I'll give you example of Dove. They saw that there was a self-esteem problem with girls worldwide. And you go to their website and you can find out all about the self-esteem issues with females and what the initiatives that they're doing. They've driven TV ads and campaigns overall to help the self-esteem for women worldwide. Does it make profit? No. Doesn't at all, but it does help the trust and the connection with consumers and the brand. And that's huge. And right now, that's what customers need. They don't need a brand out there that is taking advantage of COVID or taking advantage of Black Lives Matter, right? They need that trust out there. And companies right now, like Dole, is switching their whole initiative to this purpose-led brand. And more companies will be doing this and should be looking at doing that. The other thing is even with states opening up, marketing is the digital campaign world is still on the rise. Mm. You know, it's huge and it's not gonna go away and marketers still need to focus on digital marketing. Huge opportunities out there to continue to focus, even with this uncertainty out there of what should I do? You know, what's the forecast? Where are they going on in store? Are they going online? Digital is not going away and there's opportunity for PPC and display and search, and they should still focus their efforts on digital. So those are the two things that marketers really need to focus in on.
0: Yeah. I just listened to, Podcast yesterday with Jonah Peretti, co founder of BuzzFeed. And he said credit card purchases during COVID 19 are down 15%. Online purchases, purchasing through things that people have seen online, up 85%. Yeah. Which makes total sense, right? And I want to go back because I want you both to address this. It's a little bit of a curveball question, but you mentioned the whole brand thing and how authentic it needs to be and deeply connected. It can't be surfaced. We've seen a lot of companies, in my opinion, jump on a little too prematurely with, for example, Black Lives Matter or COVID and be very surface, right? They just want to say they belong, but there's been no meaningful work done prior to that in the organization. They're just kind of, you know, putting it out there to be part of the crowd. And do you feel like, one, consumers can see that, but also, Andrea, how do you think employees feel when they see their own company just trying to placate, I almost feel like, or be part of the crowd? What do you all think about that? I have seen that as well,
1: and it's very disheartening. I want to thank most of those Companies that are doing that have the best interest at heart. They just don't know how to do it, right? right. That's what I want to think. But I do believe it being disingenuous is not going to get you where you need to be. Employees do not want to work for a company that isn't really being authentic and doing the right thing. And I do see, and I've had some conversations with some folks that have worked at some of those companies and they've said, this has turned them off completely. They would prefer
0: to not do anything at all. Yeah, interesting. And would you agree the same thing there on Lisa on the consumer side? Does that impact buying decision overall long term? Consumers see through that right
2: away. They can see inauthenticity right away. Mm -hmm. And that's why brands need to walk the walk. You know, if they say they're going to be sustainable, it needs to be throughout everything that they're doing, you know, not just you know, we're going to change our packaging, but how are they doing it through their manufacturing process? How are they living and breathing it through every facet of their organization? So the same with Black Lives Matter, you know, what are they doing throughout their entire organization? You can't just all of a sudden throw out a message. You have to be living and breathing this.
0: So here's a radical question for you. How are you supposed to know the best way to design a career that suits your unique needs? Few of us were ever exposed to useful advice to help us make good career decisions. In the past, only pro athletes and wealthy CEOs could afford career coaching. Work It Daily was designed to disrupt the career coaching industry. We provide 24-7 access to career coaches for less than the cost of a gym membership. Like most professionals, you've likely struggled at some point to find a job or grow your career in a way that makes you feel happy and satisfied. Work It Daily can help you make sense of what to do next in your career. Career planning can feel daunting and lonely, but it doesn't have to be that way. Work It Daily will provide you with the structure and answers you need to take action and get the positive results you're looking for from your efforts, because we know you have better things to do than stress about your job search or career growth strategy. You'll find us online at workitdaily.com or in your phone app store. That's Work It Daily, W-O-R-K-I-T d a i l y.com visit to learn more or sign up today and get started with our career coaches immediately And just to close out that part of the conversation, which if anything, I've learned, we did a live session earlier this week, we're not ready yet to jump into actionable items. There's a lot more we have to learn and understand before we can do effectively. So to your point, if you're really going to commit to whatever the subject is or whatever you're believing in, in your organization, there's a lot of work that needs to go into that versus, you know, slapping together a campaign and saying, look at us, which I think is huge. So let's talk about channels then. This is another area where almost every company, literally, that I've talked to is either rethinking the channels where they're selling and pivoting or looking for new channels as a result of old channels drying up. So how is that impacting the businesses and what do you suggest there? Yeah, digital commerce has seen a huge shift, especially since
2: COVID has happened, the pandemic, and this new digital customer segment has emerged. I have an example with Amazon who's really done a great job at checking off all the boxes of this new channel, Digital Commerce Shift. And you can see what they've done to really grasp this channel opportunity. They immediately, once COVID hit, scaled customer support. They had online support immediately. Mm-hmm. They had your phone support, right? Chat services All those functionality across all of the platforms, where when you call the bank, you can't get through. Not at all. Immediately, no problems in getting customer support with them. And you saw with other companies as well. Prioritizing the digital experience, which is huge in channels, right? They stepped up to the plate. So you're a prime consumer, right? And you want to take advantage of their online grocery shopping. Because now you don't want to go out shopping. So they now have chat functionality with the person in the store. They want to see, okay, can I get my bread cut? You know, I want to get a sourdough bread. Can I get it cut? Yes, you can get it cut. You know, that's a real interaction channel experience Mm. that you don't with other companies. That's huge. And they immediately put that into action. That's huge. The overall customer experience. I've seen videos. I don't know if you guys have seen videos with Amazon versus FedEx and UPS in terms of you know, delivering your packages. You've seen those kind of funny videos where you get your great package at the, your front door and then FedEx and UPS are like throwing it at your front door. Door. Yeah. But it goes to show you, right, the overall customer experience that you're going to get. And that's part of the whole channel of... You've got to deliver the customer experience, right? And then there's operational continuity, which is also key in the channel part of the strategy. We saw things being off the shelf. There's nothing available. And what are you going to do? Well, Amazon stepped up and immediately communicated to everybody who was shopping online and said, only essential items are you going to get next day or within a reasonable time. Non-essential items are going to be delayed. There was no surprises. You knew exactly what you were going to get during this pandemic. With other companies, you had no idea what you were going to get. They were very clear in their communication and they were managing that production flow. And they were ahead of it and then also with fees and subscriptions i've never seen this with another company where you know you can get prime for free for you know holidays right but they manage it well where they say your subscription is ending in a week so if you want to pay for it sign up or cancel it okay it's ending in two days okay it's ending in a day I've had companies where they just sneak it under the rug, you know, and then you're just billed. So they're very clear. And this is all part of the whole channel strategy in terms of managing the customer experience. And then it's part of when we were talking about with the marketing and the consumer, it's building trust with your overall experience. So this new digital commerce goes into how are you gonna manage the continuity, the overall customer experience, the digital experience, the fees, all of that. It's really important as customers plan out that strategy.
0: Yeah, Amazon is just you know exceptional at what they do. They're so driven in that space. It's interesting because I listen to you talk about what goes into marketing. I jump over to you, Andrea, and I think about employees. So we have a lot of employees working virtually now. It changes entire HR models it probably changes what we need to have available to our employees. How do you think HR departments can do the Amazon way, like Lisa just mapped out, and make sure that they are anticipating new needs and updating people and keeping that trust? How does that work? They're going to have to look at that end-to-end process,
1: and I do not believe that that happens very often in companies. They may be looking at what it looks like when you hire someone and then onboarding and all of that, but they haven't put in that piece of the flexibility from a work arrangement perspective, what that should look like. Virtual, you know, and a lot of companies are moving to all virtual, hybrid, virtual, whatever, once all this gets to a better place, but they have to look at that whole experience, just as Lisa talked about with Amazon. That's going to change things drastically and they've got to get the support from senior management to do that and have the employees looked at with the same focus and importance as their customers. And that doesn't happen often.
0: It doesn't. And I think it's so important. I saw two different studies this week, 60% and 86.3% of the people surveyed in these said, now that they've worked from home, they want to stay working from home and for valid reasons, right? So, but entire HR models are being shifted. And as you pointed out, they're equally the customer. So companies are not only having to figure out how they're going to market and make money, but if you don't have your staff adapting, what's the point anyways, right? To balance those two sides, which I think is so fascinating. So question for you both. If you had to prioritize, because there's just so much that companies have to think about, but in each of your respective spaces, if you had to prioritize and say what the first step would be when you went into an organization right now and needed to help them improve post-COVID-19, what would it be? So Andrea, what about you? What would be the very first thing you do with HR?
1: Well, it would be having the conversation about what does today look like, how does it differ from your old model, where are the areas, and certainly go back to diversity, inclusion, equity, belonging, all of those great words to describe what your culture should look like. Where are you with that? It's about data gathering and understanding what employees need where the commitment is from an employer, from a leadership perspective. It's really going in there fresh and analyzing what's happening, where the misses are, what do we want to continue that we've learned from all of this process and how can we continue to improve? That's the key, is continuing to improve and being flexible as we talked about before.
0: Yeah, definitely. Lisa, what about you? I think what I said was being flexible, aligning
2: with consumers' interests and values, and then identifying quick profit wins. I mean, now's not the time to look at long-term strategy. It's really about getting in there and seeing where you can drive profit wins on your core values and really identifying your core values and sticking with that and building the trust of your company and your brand with consumers. You don't want to go off course. You want to really stay focused with who you are and chart that with consumers. Now, again, there's an opportunity to transform yourself to be that purpose-led brand, right? Right. And take that opportunity to do it. But you really don't want to make huge swings right now. Mm -hmm. You really want to identify those quick opportunities,
0: low-hanging fruit, so to speak. Again,
2: long-term is not the goal here.
0: So that kind of leads into a question for both of you around expense and pricing models. One, you're talking about these quick wins and looking for quick ways to make that money before you have to make these decisions about what the new pricing models look like, new expense. Andrea, on the employee side, I'm starting to hear about a lot of organizations saying, we need to unilaterally look at everybody's salaries because we literally can't sustain the business model because we can't pay people what they were making before. What do you think about that standpoint? We've never had unemployment this high. You know, a great example, again, going back to BuzzFeed, Jonah Peretti said, look, we've had the highest number of views of BuzzFeed in the history of BuzzFeed and we've lost more revenue than we ever have before, right? So he's like, I can't change the fact that companies don't have budgets right now, this or that. They furloughed, they laid off, and they did unilateral cuts, and he's not taking a salary. So do you think that that's one of the things we might see? He has a very loyal brand though, right? That the employees, everyone really believes so they supported it, which goes back to, I think, Lisa's point about if you have a really strong brand, hopefully your employees will be able to handle that. But do you think we're going to see more of that? I do, but I think that the way I would approach it would
1: be, let's look at the work and how the work is done and who the work should be done by, whether that's AI, whether that's a human, whatever, let's not now temporarily meet. We may have to do an across the board cut that is happening a lot and brand loyal or not, you're going to take it, right? Because otherwise you're in that huge unemployment market but it's being transparent. It's talking about it, making nothing that's done behind the scenes without some understanding of how these decisions are being made. It's about leadership taking the cut, right? If they're not taking the cut, the rest of it is, you know, you're going to really lose people there. Even Absolutely. if they don't leave, they will not be engaged. Right. So let's look at the work and who should be doing that work or whether that work should be done at all.
0: Well, and in both cases, it keeps coming back full circle to what you've both said about honesty, transparency, inclusion, helping your staff understand, not trying to have all the answers or make decisions in secret, right? You know, giving them the facts and information, which we've got a question as a result from Jim. The question is authentic, quote unquote, social responsibility actions probably needs to start at the top. Mm -hmm. Any tip for experienced leaders and teams to get there effectively and in a timely manner? Yeah. Great question, Jim. I've had these experiences
1: and it really is having those tough conversations with those top leaders Mm -hmm. and trying to get them to understand The repercussions, and it's a whole lot easier today as a result of what's been happening very recently than it has in the past. It's about having those tough conversations, understanding why they don't get it, and figuring out how to help them understand it. Now, the CEO level, I can't go in and fire them, right? But if you've got leaders at lower levels, then that's the conversations you have to have as well. It's gone, I hope, are the days where just because a leader does very, very well from a technical product. whatever the job is, if they're not following the most important things around employee engagement, which includes the diversity, inclusion, all of that, then they should be asked
0: to leave. And I believe that will happen more today than it's ever had before. I hope it will. Definitely. Lisa, anything to add to that? Yeah, I also think just Showing the trend
2: lines and what's going on, it's very clear now. Looking at forecasts and where things are headed, you know, you can't hide from the facts that businesses are down. And showing leaders where things are headed and how businesses are trending, that action has to be taken. You can't hide Mm -hmm. under a rock, you know. Mm -hmm. Things have to be taken at all levels and showing an action plan to address that. They have to see that. And yes, there are some CEOs that are resistant out there, but if you show competitors and what other companies are doing, it's hard to not say,
0: okay, if I'm the lone wolf out there, that's not doing anything. I agree. Great feedback. Wow, ladies, 30 minutes always goes so fast. Listen, folks, this was a great discussion. Please make sure that you go over and check out the article that this amazing pair of executives did on our site, Transforming Your Company for a Post-COVID-19 World. I always love to close it out by having you each have the last words. So parting words of advice, most important thing you want the audience today to remember. Lisa, I'll start with you. I just think You know, we wrote this a month ago, and, you know, clearly now we've got a whole protest
2: movement and Black Lives Matter, but I think it's still relevant. All of this stuff is so relevant in how to transform your companies Mm -hmm. and really look at being successful and having the tools that you need to look at impacting employees and customers and your whole cycle of the business. And we're excited that we were able to collaborate and really hopefully bring some insight into companies that could hopefully help them. Nice. And Andrea? Yeah, I agree with everything
1: Lisa said. I also would add, pat yourselves on the back that you made it this far, right? Mm -hmm. Feel good about it. Make sure that you're not only looking out for your employees, but yourselves as well. Be flexible, as we talked about, have a growth mindset, continue to look for opportunities for improvement. Take all the great learnings that you've got because the companies that are still making it did some really cool stuff during this time. Very innovative. Don't lose that. Always have that growth mindset
0: and be curious. Just be curious. I love that. I think that the energy that you both brought, the solution-minded, let's look at the opportunity mindset was particularly striking in this article, which was great, as well as all the advice today. So thank you so much for that, ladies. And folks, we are going to make sure that their LinkedIn profiles are available to you so that you can connect with each of them over on LinkedIn. Thank you for another amazing episode of Executive Insider. I'm really glad that you all attended today. Remember what we always tell you, if you want to win, you've got to work it daily. Until next time, take care, everyone. Stay safe and healthy. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Executive Insider. If you want to learn more about Work It Daily and how we can help you with your career or job search, visit WorkItDaily.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you subscribed and left us a five-star review. Don't forget to check out WorkItDaily.com slash podcast to get access to the resources and links mentioned in today's episode. Those can be found in the show notes. Again, thanks for listening. And I can't wait to share more with you on the next episode of Executive Insider.